Welcome to the European Heart Journal Cave Supports Podcast 2021. I'm Dr. Ashwin Babu, Podcast Editor. Today, I'll be talking about a case report by Domenico Calcaterra, Navneet Kaur, Gopika Dasarai, and George Daniel from the Florida Atlantic University in America, titled A Case Report of Open Aorta Direct Transcatheter Valve in Valve Implantation. An innovative approach to manage the hazard of coronary flow compromise in transcatheter aortic valve reinterventions. Introduction Transcatheter aortic valve implantation, also known as TAVI, has revolutionized the management of aortic valve stenosis in the last decade or so. Although largely performed on native valves, valve in valve TAVI has become routinely used to treat stenotic bioprosthetic valves. One of the fatal yet rare recognized complications is coronary artery obstruction. This occurs when the unresected diseased leaflets block the coronary ostium during deployment of the transcatheter aortic valve. The basilica procedure, also known as the bioprosthetic or native aortic scallop intentional laceration to prevent iatrogenic coronary artery obstruction procedure, is a transcatheter intervention performed before TAVI to split the prosthetic or native valve leaflets to negate the risk of coronary obstruction. In this case report, the authors present a novel technique of a TAVI in a severely stenotic prosthetic transcatheter valve, also known as a TAVI in TAV procedure, under direct visualization after surgical removal of the diseased leaflets. Summary of case report A 72 year old female who previously underwent a TAVI with 25mm core valve Evolute device in 2015 presented with symptoms of severe breathlessness and fatigue. In the last two months, the patient had been admitted multiple times for decompensated heart failure. Her pertinent medical history included advanced scleroderma leading to restrictive lung disease, severe peripheral vascular disease, and severe autoimmune hepatitis. A transesophageal echocardiogram on admission demonstrated severe left ventricular dysfunction with a left ventricular ejection fraction of 35%. Further, Severe prosthetic aortic valve stenosis was visualized with a valve area of 0.46 cm per squared, a peak aortic velocity of 4.7 m per second, and a mean gradient of 60.3 mm per mercury. Finally, mild to moderate microstenosis and mild pulmonary hypertension was also seen. In anticipation for a TAVI in TAV procedure, the patient underwent a CT scan which raised concerns for reduced bilateral coronary artery flow. The case was then subsequently discussed at a heart team meeting to establish suitability for the basilica procedure. However, the unknown annular orientation of the existing valve leaflets rendered this procedure unfeasible. Thus, an open approach was opted for. This was carried out via an upper midline hemistenotomy and cardiopulmonary bypass was established with cut-down cannulation of the right femoral vessels. Under direct visualization, the heavily thickened and calcified leaflets of the core valve evolute device was excised, and a prosthetic nitinal valve frame was inserted for stability. Subsequent to this, a 23mm Edward Sapien 3 valve was successfully deployed without compromising blood flow to the coronary ostia. A post-procedure aortogram confirmed optimal valve positioning 
and preservation of coronary blood supply, an intraoperative transesophageal echocardiogram demonstrated a well-seated and normally functioning Edward Sapien prosthesis without any paravalvular leak. The patient made a rapid recovery and was discharged to the cardiac rehabilitation services five days post-op. Eleven months post-discharge, the patient remained symptom-free with a transthoracic echocardiogram showing significantly improved left ventricular function with an ejection fraction of 50% and normal prosthetic valve gradients. Discussion The risk of coronary obstetral obstruction can be up to threefold in TAVI reintervention procedures when compared to the initial TAVI procedure. Majority of coronary obstructions occur immediately during or soon after the procedure, but late occurring coronary obstructions can also occur, especially in the context of self-expanding devices. Comprehensive pre-procedural planning with CT scanning is vital in reducing the risk of this disastrous complication. Whilst not frequently performed, aortic root angiography also provides another avenue for the detailed assessment of the coronary ostia. The science of predicting coronary obstruction can be flawed, but there are certain distinctive features. Those at high risk include those with a low-lying coronary ostia with respect to the aortic annulus, those with a coronary ostial height of less than 10 mm, and those with a sinus of valsalval width of less than 30 mm and a previous aortic prosthesis. Further, the smaller the distance from the coronary ostia to the prosthetic valve leaflets, the higher the risk of coronary occlusion. Another important factor to consider is the type of prosthetic valve already implanted in the patient. In patients with stentless bioprosthetic valves, or valves that are internally stented, such as the mitral flow or trifecta valves, the risk of coronary obstruction is more frequent as the leaflets of these devices may protrude in tubular fashion after a valve in valve procedure and thus blocking the coronary ostia. To prevent this fatal complication from occurring, preventative strategies such as pre-positioning a guide wire or stent in the threatened coronary artery can be utilised. Unfortunately, these stents, wires and balloons can be easily trapped within the fixed valve leaflets, often leading to prophylactic stent insertion that would be deemed otherwise unnecessary. Moreover, due to the secure valve leaflets, rescue percutaneous coronary intervention may also be unsuccessful due to the difficulty in traversing the valve. A promising novel technique is the basilica procedure, which has proven to have a procedural success of around 95% with an extremely low mortality rate. This involves a laceration of the prosthetic or native aortic valve leaflets with electrosurgery energy. Then a snare catheter retrieves the material and externalizes it. The aim is to form a triangular space that allows unrestricted blood flow into the coronary artery. However, in cases with highly calcified native or prosthetic valves, this technique can be difficult to apply. In this case report, the basilica procedure was not a feasible option and the authors opted for a hybrid option of an open surgical excision of the transcatheter valve leaflets, followed by transcatheter deployment of a prosthetic valve under direct visualization. Whilst this is more invasive, when compared to the purest form of transcatheter intervention, 
it significantly reduced the risk of damage to the aorta, coronary ostea, and common surgical complications associated with an open surgical procedure. Pertinently, it avoids the technical challenge of removing the stent of the previously implanted transcatheter prosthesis. This hybrid procedure remains a valid option for those patients at high risk of complications from a percutaneous TAVI in TAV or valve in valve TAVI procedure and in those whom a basilica procedure would be risky. Conclusion Despite its low frequency, coronary occlusion remains a major concern for those undergoing TAVI and in particular those patients undergoing a TAVI in TAV or valve in valve TAVI due to its extremely poor prognosis. This case report highlights an innovative hybrid surgical and transcatheter technique to reduce the risk of coronary obstruction in a patient whom the basilica procedure was not a suitable option. This procedure could potentially add to the surgical armamentarium for those patients with stenotic prosthetic aortic valve disease who are deemed unsuitable for transcatheter therapies whilst reducing the risk associated with surgical replacement. The authors wanted to highlight the following learning points. 1. Transcatheter aortic valve reinterventions are faced by a significant risk of coronary flow compromise. 2. The basilica procedure is a transcatheter intervention designed to produce a laceration of a native or bioprosthetic valve leaflet in cases where the transcatheter aortic valve reintervention exposed to risk of coronary flow compromise. 3. The authors report an innovative, minimally invasive, hybrid approach of open prosthetic valve leaflet excision with direct transcatheter aortic valve deployment in a case where catheter techniques of coronary preservation were not applicable. 4. This approach reduced the operative risk and the incidence of perioperative complications, simplifying the surgical intervention by avoiding the need to remove the transcatheter prosthesis stent and allowing an easier valve replacement by a direct deployment as compared to the standard surgical aortic valve replacement. Thank you to the authors of this case report for highlighting this interesting case for us. And thank you for listening to European Heart Journal Case Reports podcast. References and the original case reports are available online. Visit academic .oup.com forward slash EHACR for other interesting case reports. Music is computer by Stage Shirts.